You're listening to The Midday Grind with Martin Kilcoin and Charlie Marlowe on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Back with you on 590 The Fan. A lot of baseball talk over the weekend. Sure, there was Championship Sunday. We got into some of that with the Rams and Patriots advancing. But the winter warm-up gets that Cardinal conversation going. Yadier Molina heated things up a bit. And Mike Shannon launched a venture to honor his great friend, Red Shannon. So we welcome the Cardinal legend, Mike Shannon, with us now. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing fine, Martin. How about yourself? Oh, a lot of fun this time of year. I know uh, the snow is out. It's kind of cold and crappy outside, let's be honest. But the warm-up tends to work because we all start thinking baseball. How about for you? You've been doing it a long time. Does this get the juices flowing? Well, I'm ready. I think I'm ready for spring cleaning this year probably more than uh, any other year. I I don't know why. It's just that... uh, you know, a lot of moves. I think the Cardinals are going to be an improved team. I think spring training is going to once again be a very, very exciting time, and I'm looking forward to it. Now, I'm guessing that Mike Shannon's not on Instagram, probably not on Twitter, but I'm sure you heard a little bit. Yadier Molina going back and forth with Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant said St. Louis is boring, and Yadi got mad. you got to love that fire, don't you, if you're a teammate of Molina's? Well, you know, there's two ways to look at it. I look at it like uh, – uh, I I like actions better than words, but if they want to use words, that's their business, and let them go at it. It's hard to imagine that rivalry going to another level, but it, it something about it. There's 19 of them every year. Cards Cup. Do you think it's possible this year? It'll be amped up a little bit. It is just words. You're right about that. It in the end of the day it doesn't mean anything. But do you think it'll go to another level this year? Because we've heated things up in January. You know, the fans are the ones that really. Uh, to get that thing going in my mind, okay? That's where the rivalry uh, starts. I think that's where it stops, and it's always been Cardinals Cubs. You know, looks at the two cities, you know. It doesn't matter who the players are. It's what, you know, when when, uh, when I played, uh, which was a long, long time ago, uh, there was still the rivalry was there, but it was the fans, plain and simple, okay? You know, when we, we go to the ballpark in Chicago, there'd only be 10,000 people there. Now you go, and it's just a jam. You can't get into place, and the same as here. So, uh uh, you know, if, if one guy wants to say what he wants to say, that's his business and plain and simple. And of course, you know, with uh, social media today, there's no doubt that there's a, a lot more to it than there was, you know, 40 or 50 or 60 years ago. Hey, Mike, you uh, launched the program Red for Kids. It's part of the Homers for Health, sort of under that umbrella with Cardinal Glenn and raising money and Red's name. Tell us uh, how you came up with this and, and why you decided to do it. Well, you know, Red Cheney's meant so much to so many people, and there were so many people that uh, really idolized the, the man and, and admired him in so many ways, and, and he's not been noted for anything. And he's always been uh, a guy that, you know, he's been involved with uh, Carter Brennan for years and years, and so I just wanted to make it a little more interesting for him and his name. And people can get online at org and do a little donating, and I think you – You've highlighted this as much as anybody, that Red was so good at so many different things, yet low-key, so maybe he didn't get the pub. I mean, this guy won a World Series as a manager, Hall of Fame player, won an All-Star game with a home run. Do you think because he was so low-key, he didn't quite get the pub? 
Well, I don't think there's any doubt about it, you know. But, uh, you know, personally, he was admired by so many people and, and for so many different things. But, uh, you know, and I and I said I, and I saw that on a daily basis. But uh, there's nothing that's ever been outstanding, you know. To note number two, Red Shandies, and I wanted to, to embellish that in some manner or another. All right, and what was he good at? You've told me stories over. He's good at fishing, good at hunting, right? Wasn't he one of the greatest shots you've ever seen when it came to hunting? If you went someplace with Red Chain Days, you better be ready to compete because he was one of the great competitors of all time. And it didn't matter what you were doing, whether you were fishing, whether you were whether you were hunting ducks or whatever. If you went with Red Chain Days, you better be prepared to uh, get it done. And that's just the kind of person he was. And he did it in a, in a phenomenal way, too. I mean, he was admired by so many people. I just can't, I can't tell you how many people that I know that uh, were so dignified themselves and then and just uh, were admired, so much admired Red Shandies. And people can honor the memory Red for Kids. It's it's sort of that umbrella of Homers for Health at Cardinal Glennon's website. Get involved, raise some money in Red's honor. Mike Shannon's with us here on 590 The Fan. You mentioned your excitement for spring training. Uh, you've been doing this a long time, but I get the sense every year, though, you get a little fired up to be back in the booth. And, and I think you told us when we did our fishing story that people come up to you and say, you can't retire, don't retire. And you said, so I guess I won't. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I can tell you that, Martin. Uh, uh, you know, the the lineup's going to be so much better with uh, Goldsmith in it. There's no doubt about that. And if that left field of ours is healthy, he could have such an unbelievable year, you wouldn't believe it. But he's going to add to the uh, offense. I don't think there's any doubt about that. You know, and you go to spring training every year and you look at the pitching, and that's what we're looking at all season long because pitching and defense is what wins pennants, and it's it's one pennants for 100 years, and it will for the next 100 years. Give us your take on Mike Schilt, somebody that we're sort of getting to know little by little, been in the organization for a long time, seems to really be enjoying this moment that he's you know waited for for a while. What's your read on uh, Mike Schilt? Well, everything I've seen so far has been nothing but plus as far as Mike is concerned. I mean, he's he's taken this job wholeheartedly. I mean, he's he's 100%. 100%, 150% behind it. He's moved to St. Louis. I mean, he's so excited about this opportunity that it's going to be fun to watch. It really is. And apparently he keeps tabs with Tony La Russa and reaches out to him for advice. It's, oh, yeah. And that's a, that's a good sign, isn't it, that this guy comes in and is like, hey, listen, I don't, I don't have all the answers. Uh, anybody that tells you that they do have all the answers, you better get about as far away from them as you can. And so when I see... Uh, what he looks at and what he is striving for, I really like it. You know, he's a disciple of a, a guy that was with our organization for a long, long time and and, and, and mentored so many different people. So uh, he's passing that along. I'm really interested in that and looking forward to it. And, Mike, how about this offseason? You and Lori, any exciting travel? I know you, you, you tend to get to Alaska, Ireland, you name it, anywhere you went that was fun this year? Yeah, we went to Ireland this year in uh really very enjoyable uh i recommend it uh, you know she's put on so many trips and uh and uh, these river cruises are just as about as good as it gets you you, you put your clothes in one place you're you're you're, you're stationed there and then and you go to the cities i really like that and yeah. uh, we did the ryan last year and uh, it just gets better and better have you ever been overseas mike and somebody came up to you and said mike shannon i'm a cardinal fan give me an idea where you've been recognized over the years outside of st louis 
you know, she gets on me all the time. Like she says, I can't take you anywhere. <laughs> in, a, in this Cardinal baseball, it's like your job, my job. You know, the job is what's important. You know, the person is not that important. I think that he can enhance the situation in some manner or another, but it's a job that's important, and I really respect that. And, you know, Mike, one of my uh, great sponsors here is Fast Eddie's in Alton, Illinois. You've been talking about it for years. <laughs> he got in trouble one time. He was on with me. He was fishing in Montana, and he, he hopped on the show, and then he said right after that, you called him and yelled at him and said, Hey, I would have gone up to Montana. Uh, tell me what you love about Fast Eddie's. <laughs> well, I like his uh, impromptu, you might call it. You know, he's he's right from the cuff, and he always has been, and I think he always will be. But we have so many, we have so much fun doing. You know, one year I said to him, I said, "Hey, why do we do these commercials in St. Louis? Why don't you come down to Florida and we're doing?" He said, "Boy, that's a good idea." And so that's where we do them now. And when we go into the studio. We do have a script, but it, it's just something to follow. We just it, it's it's right off the cuff with him. You just let it rip. Yeah, I can't remember what the top. We were joking about mascots, and I think I even texted you and I said, "Fast Eddie's doesn't need a mascot because Eddie is the mascot. He he is like the exact. He's the best example of what goes on up there. Just kind of freewheeling, having fun, probably a burger and a beer. He's the best rep. If you were around Eddie, you'd say that's exactly what it's like to be at the restaurant for a day. Period. Plain and simple. I don't think you could put it any better any other way than that. Hey, Mike, great to catch up. We hope folks, uh, Cardinal fans and others, support the effort. Red for Kids. They can find out more at Glennon.org. It's all about Cardinal Glennon helping out the kids over there. Great St. Louis Hospital. And uh, kudos to you for honoring the memory of Red, who is such a great guy. Uh, I know you miss him every day. And we look forward to the season, Mike. Thanks for checking in. Martin, thank you very much. I appreciate it. God bless you. Mike Shannon with us, the Cardinal legend. I can only imagine he and his wife, Lori, or, you know, let's say they go to London or something, maybe a day into the trip, two days into the trip, and somebody's like, hey, is that you, Mike? Is that is that you, Mike? <laughs> In fact, his wife told me they'll, they'll be down at the Ozarks, and Mike will have, like, uh, a baseball hat on, sunglasses, and she said, we'll run into, like, a store just to grab a few things, and nobody sees him or says anything, and then he talks. He says something to her. Mm-hmm. In one of the aisles, and people, she said, all of a sudden turn around and go, "Is that Mike? Is that?" And she said, as soon as he opens his mouth, I believe people it. recognize. No he's, one else has that voice. It's unbelievable. No. He's going to be eighty this summer. He'll be celebrating his eightieth birthday. And we did a great piece last year fishing. And I don't say it was great because of me. It was just no, let's be honest. No, not because of me. It was just <laughs> because it was Mike. It was because the idea worked, and he said yes. And we spent the day fishing with him, and he said. One of my questions was, you going to keep doing this? You, you've had enough. You've been right. doing it a long time. And he said, listen, everybody comes up to me and says, you can't quit. Don't quit. So he said, I guess I won't. So now it's just home games. doesn't travel anymore. Right. I, the only question I wanted to get to, I forgot. I wanted to ask him if Bob Gibson were around now and heard the Chris Bryant. How, oh. would, how would Gibson oh. handle it? He probably would take offense, I would think. Uh, Mike's venture, by the way, again, you can find out more at Cardinal Glennon's website, red for kids. Uh, I think it's Glennon.org. I should have looked that up ahead of time, but he mentioned the left fielder. I think it was Glennon.org. I, well, I did look it up, but I can't remember. You get a couple of CBC guys together. We don't remember stuff. I think it's Glennon.org. Just Google it. Okay. Okay. That's exactly right. That's probably what Mike would say, but he mentioned, he goes that left field of ours it is Glennon.org. Yeah. Thank you. Glennon.org slash red for kids. He said that left field of ours, if he's healthy and it's amazing. We had just talked That's about that. Right. And Frank and I have been saying 
during the segments, what's the number one story? Is it Alex Reyes? Is it who's your closer? Maybe this has just sort of changed the narrative lately with Mosaic popping down there. Maybe the, number, maybe the number one story is Ozuna's health and his ability to play. I think it from is. day one. It, because you put him either in front of or behind Goldschmidt, as opposed to, let's say, maybe it's, and if not him, then it's maybe Tyler O'Neill. Your lineup is a heck of a lot better with Ozuna as opposed to O'Neill. And you can talk about potential with O'Neill, but a healthy Ozuna is much better than anything else you got other than a Goldschmidt. One thing I hadn't really thought about, and it's nerding out on Cardinals, of course, but their bench projected would be all right-handed, correct? You'd have Jerko and Munoz are your backup infielders, I guess. And then Jose right. Martinez and Tyler O'Neill are your backup outfielders. And then your backup catcher. So you're ba- your Molina. He's your, <laughs> you don't need yeah, a backup catcher. Starter right? and your backup. So you have no left-handed off the bench. I guess it doesn't matter. I wonder if they're still shopping Jerko, if somebody would want him. And no offense to him, but he doesn't really have a spot well, on the team. I think maybe they've tried, but because of the middle infielders slash utility guys have been available and free agency and are still a couple of, what's the, the guy from um, Houston is still out there. Uh, I don't know if there's a market for Jerko. I think in theory, you'd like to move Jerko and find a left-handed bat, but you can't do it. They couldn't move Jose Martinez either. A similar type guy, maybe a little more valuable because he hits better. They haven't been able to find that left-handed bat, I think. Just- I mean, Mozalek was asked about Jose Martinez specifically over the weekend and said, hey, we listened to some offers. There just wasn't a whole lot out there. You don't give a guy like that away. Right. You don't give I mean, would he fit better in the American League? Absolutely. For his career, it would be a step up, I think, to go to an AL team. But the Cardinals don't need to help his career right now. They need to help themselves. If you've got a guy like that just sitting around, a three oh five career average, who hit 17 homers last year, 80 plus RBIs? I can't just I can't justify trading him for some middle reliever just to unload no. him. And a guy who doesn't make any money, which they love. A guy hits 300 plus, hits 300 plus. I don't care if he's facing righties or lefties; he can just flat out hit. He can't catch the ball sometimes to save his life. But you know what? If you just want a guy to get some hits for you, keep him. And you know what we've done mostly this hour? A lot of Cardinal talk. We've kept Rocchio off the ledge. We didn't really talk Rams. We did a lot of football talk in the 11 o'clock hour. It is the Rams and Patriots. The only thing I think that might be fun to unpack is if 17 years ago Mike Martz ran the ball a little bit more, if they beat the Patriots in that game, what would have happened here? Mm. The Rams would have been a true dynasty. There was so much negativity, even though they were a 14-2 and team. Losing that Super Bowl was so devastating. Was. I think to the fan base, to the franchise, and Zygmunt and March got sideways, and things just started to disintegrate at that point. Had they won, maybe this would have been a true football town instead of a baseball town. Maybe they would have done some big dome improvements and everybody would have been happy. Probably not. Probably Georgia still dies in 2008 and Stan takes over and he's going to move him. Wow. Enos, excuse me, Enos. <laughs> But, Rams went Super Bowl Georgia still dies. Well, no, I'm saying you can't change <laughs> the the you fact can't change that, that storyline. Right. The fact right. that Enos is going to still come along and own the team, it probably doesn't matter. But I have had people over the years say, boy, if they won that and they have things rolling and everything at Rams Park isn't dysfunctional, maybe the city and everybody they get things done. I like that as a story. I don't think but that it's happens. probably not true. No, it probably no doesn't way. matter. They're still moving. They were always the best fit. 
for L.A. in the NFL's mind. It probably doesn't matter. But it's fun to think about. Yes. I, there's no doubt, had they won that thing. Well, here, here's part of this, too. When the Patriots won, it's considered one of the biggest upsets. Okay. But now, looking back on it, it was just the start of the greatest dynasty ever created in you football. You have been vindicated. Right. That you didn't lose to some chumps. It's right. like when you, know? you lose to like a 10 or 11 seed in the tournament and they go to the Final Four. So I'm you like, feel better. Hey, it's not that bad that we lost. Well, not only that, you lost to that 10-11 seed. Then they made the Final Four the next three years. Yeah. And you're like, wow, huh. we ran into a buzzsaw right. program right. that we didn't realize. It's like you lost to Wichita State and Wichita State or Butler, and Butler becomes like the next big program. It's like, oh, okay, well, maybe it doesn't, doesn't hurt anymore. Yeah, the Brady-Belichick run is historic. You just happen to be their first victim. Right. You know? So, but I, I still think there would have been a lot of different feelings had they won that thing. Because no. at the time, you're thinking, oh, we just got run over the coach wasn't prepared, this, that, and the other thing. But if they'd won, my goodness, Mike March's stock would go right through the roof. And maybe the dysfunction in the building isn't as pronounced, and maybe they keep different players. I don't. It just got ugly It did after that. Hey, one of our great sponsors is Schnooks. And in January, if you're on a health kick, which I know it's cliche, the new year, get healthy, you don't have to overdo it. just have to make some good choices little by little. You can do that by stopping by any neighborhood Schnooks, going to their produce section, and also pick up the Simply Slim magazine. There are 40 healthy, delicious recipes in there. So if you want to eat healthy but you're tired of boring choices, check out those recipes inside Simply Slim magazine. They also have partnered with local fitness centers to help you eat and live well, offering free classes and challenges. Learn more by visiting schnooks.com health. You can also enter a chance to win free groceries for an entire year. Fresh start, fresh ideas, fresh produce, healthy eating, Starts at Schnucks. Time now for the end of the day. The end of the day. Okay, when's the end of the day? At the end of the day, it's going to be tough to tell someone they might not be in it. At the end of the day, even though there's moments where you're like, oh, I, you know, I don't want to do this. So, I know it's not the easiest job or the most fun job in the world, but if you're a social media... Oh, they're going to say producing for Frank. Okay. Or that. Uh, <laughs> no, if you're a social media coordinator for like a major company, because you got to tweet a lot of boring, stupid stuff. Sometimes you want to get creative. And if you want to get creative, I do think it's important to read the room properly. Just know what you should and shouldn't say. Before you hit send. But yes, maybe proofread it. Um, Southwest Airlines. My preferred airline, to be honest, because they're always on time. Um, Tweets out, and I need to check to see if they've deleted it since then. Is your team headed to the big game? We've added extra flights between the home cities and Atlanta. That makes sense. Hmm. Makes sense. Sure. Parentheses. That includes you, St. Louis. Oh. Nobody in St. Louis is fired. Well, okay, maybe a couple people. Charlie Tuna can fly southwest to Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. But by by singling it out, that tells me that they knew it was kind of a weird topic. They didn't say, hey, Boston, St. Louis, L.A., we got you hooked up. That includes you, St. Louis, means in typical southwest fashion, they're kind of being cute about it. I think that's a miss. Now, they might get some business out of it. They might. Might get a few folks trying to go to the game. But uh, is three years too soon? Uh, too soon. I guess so. I think so. A lot of Patriots fans in St. Louis want to go. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, the New England fans. <laughs> Suddenly New England fans. Yes. I thought an underrated storyline coming out of uh, out of the warm-up was there doesn't seem to be many or high expectations at all for 
for Luke Gregerson heading into this season, which I thought was funny because it was at the winter warm-up last year when John Mosellock anointed Gregerson the closer, causing everyone to go, what, who, why? They didn't anoint a closer this year, No, did they, they did not. They Gregerson... did say that Gregerson's injured, and again, we're reminded, oh, that's right, still he's on still team. on the team. Right. Dominic Leone, still, still on the team. Cecil lost weight. Cool, still on okay, the team. Okay, still on the team. <laughs> we forgot all these guys were on the team. <laughs> Mo and Gersh are like, okay, let's fill out this poll. Oh, crap, we forgot Leone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, while you're all excited about the flamethrowers throwing 100 and some really good sliders and curveballs, we still have Brett Cecil, who wasn't the person we thought we signed. He's only in his... Third year of a four-year deal. Yeah, he's he's only halfway wow, home. That's terrible. <laughs> halfway home. Put it that way. You notice uh, how they haven't tried to reinvent him. They've no. reinvented Fowler for everybody. They haven't even bothered with <laughs> There's Cecil. There's been no wow. rehabilitation campaign for Brett well, Cecil. It, in your soundbite a little while ago, Mike Schilt said that Wong's in his seventh year already. Wow. My goodness. It's yeah, a that's long about time. right. Yeah. Um, all right. We all know that this is a this is a loss if you're a diehard Saints fan. Yesterday's mm-hmm. loss sticks with you for a long time. That doesn't go away. Unless the team moves and then you just kind of stop caring. Um, what's the worst loss you've experienced as a sports fan in your lifetime? Just as, as a game. Just like well, I was years high- later still bothered you. I mean, I'm over the Dankinger call. But I was in high school. That was a bad and, one. And I love the 85 team and the John Tudor run. I mm-hmm. went to probably 30 games. I mean, I, I love that 85 team. So that one was is gut wrenching, and it didn't end the season. That's the weird thing about it, but it sort of did. You knew then, and they should have played better in Game Seven, but you knew it was over. I think in person, being at the Final Four and Marquette there, Ooh, my yeah. disappointment level. There, I was so excited, and we're playing Kansas, who you grew up around here. I didn't go to Mizzou, but you sort of hate KU, and they just obliterated us. We had a great team and lost by like. 40. Yeah, they got killed. That was really painful. I mean, professionally, I was there when they lost the Super Bowl to the Patriots, and kind of devastating. It was on Fox too. Really? We plan every plan we had for that night, two hours, three hours of post game. Well, after they beat the Patriots, after the win, you know, maybe Marshall comes out and does a live hit. Maybe we go to Kurt at the podium. So you're the reason they lost. Everything was sort of mapped <laughs> every out. Plan was when the Rams win. When the Rams, a hundred percent, just like yeah. everybody. I didn't well, get the NFL. It was trip. cocky, and the Rams lost. Correct. That's what happened. Yeah, that's pretty. I'll I'll throw in. Steve Arsman's double overtime goal. You were there? Or, uh, I wasn't or, or, there, yeah. but just taking that yep. in. That's, no, that's one a of, good one. It was one of the best hockey games I've ever seen. Both teams playing next to the best. A great uh, Detroit team, this Blues team, just kind of gelling together at the right moment. And ding, there's the goal, and you just go, oh. And that's all you have to say to Blues fans, the Arsman goal. Yeah. So, I mean, I think uh, – the game seven with Turek at home against the Sharks, two thousand. That was brutal. That was bad. Owen Nolan. I think just personally disappointing. Owen, Owen yes. Nolan. He was like an Afton and made a goal yes, somehow. He was. <laughs> yes, he was. I think the Bush Stadium exit against the Astros, yes, two thousand five. That was going to be my answer because ah. you came off the Pools homer. Yeah, that was it. And Mulder couldn't do it for you, and it was just kind of like this is how it ends. It was a whimper. They scored like one run. Yeah. They were never Rose really was in it. So it good felt that like. night. Yeah, I was at that game. That game hurt. You just thought that was going to be it. They were going to just run through the rest of that series. And you can't complain because in 04, you had an epic game six and an epic game seven and at Bush. It the following year. So, but that was just kind of personal. Like, I just hated that to be the farewell to Bush. All right. And finally, 
Last year, the winter warm-up was January 13th through the 15th, and then a player who was prominent in that, Randall Gritchick, was traded on January 19th. He was forced to come to St. Louis, sign right. autographs, talk to the media, <laughs> That's right. and then later that week was traded to Toronto. Do we get a trade this week from a player who was at the warm-up involving a player? I'd say Jerko maybe could be in play, but he my didn't guess... He did show up. He got, he got snowed in. Did he? Yeah. Even better reason for him to get traded. Why don't you just the organization wasn't happy with me. Couldn't make it in. Instead of, bop, instead of bopping in, just stay home. <laughs> I, I'm going to say no. I would say at this point, I think they've been pretty quiet for a reason. I think they, they feel they're good at this point. I think okay. they're done, too. All right. That's the end of the day. Uh, and also maybe a word, our friend Uncle Milty, not far from here. You no, can see stone's him. throw. Uh, if you're currently sideways with the IRS, do you have years of unfiled tax returns keeping you up at night? Are you facing tax liens, bank levies, or wage garnishments? If so, you should contact former Department of Justice uh, Tax Division Attorney Mark Milton at stltaxlawyer.com. Milton provides a local and holistic approach to tax resolution. Don't be sucked into the out-of-town tax resolution groups you hear on the TV and the radio. Mark lives and works right here in Kirkwood. If you have IRS problems, visit stltaxlawyer.com. Remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisements. All right, coming up next, it is the hard line. I'm sure we'll get in some football talk. Matt Rocchio, hang in there. Rams, Patriots now, 13 days away. What will you be doing on February 3rd? Remember, Caller Sam suggested Fox 2 counter-program by playing Super Bowl 34 on an endless loop that same night. All right, more baseball talk and football talk coming up here on 5 Night of the Fan.